now you're joined by David Cole as we dive into some of the stories that have worked their way to the EKN homepage over the last couple of weeks. This is episode 43 of This Weekend Carding. It's May the 17th, Tuesday, as we are now obviously deep into the racing season. Lots of big events coming down the line. Lots of news, of course, coming as well. Not only what's happening within the racing industry right now and, and in the you know weeks coming, but also we've got some information looking down towards November and the fall on the cap of the 2022 season. Today's edition of This Week in Karting, our podcast that uh, brings all the news from the homepage into your uh, podcast channels, your podcast platforms, perfect for the morning commute. Uh, again, the sponsor today, Briggs Racing. Briggs & Stratton is powering Operation Grassroots around the world. No other engine manufacturer is getting new and returning drivers to the car track like the Briggs 206. The out-of-the-box performance of the Briggs 206 provides the most fun, excitement, and reliability of any karting engine on the global market. Learn more about the 206 engine and the history behind Briggs and Stratton's commitment to motorsports at BriggsRacing.com or on Instagram at Briggs, uh, pardon me, at Race Briggs. All right, David, let's uh, jump into this. We've got a bunch of stuff to go uh, in this particular edition of This Week in Karting. First and foremost, I think everybody kind of sitting on the sidelines waiting to hear what was happening. Supercarts USA finally dropping the hammer, dropping the news on where we're going to be, when we're going to be, for what will be an absolutely historic 25th edition of their Super Nationals. Yeah, I think we've been waiting since November or December right? when we uh, when we finished up uh, Super Nationals 24 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway again, you know, going there, there was still a question. Okay, what's the, what is the future of the Super Nationals in in Vegas? To be honest, you know, it was a thought of is it going to leave Vegas? Is it, you know, what's what's gonna what's gonna happen to this marquee event that Supercar USA continues to put on over and over again? Yeah, uh, you know, listen, the the, the growth of uh, of Las Vegas itself as a city, some of the you know the, the available lots are kind of going away, kind of a thing, and and the Rio's always been that place that, that we've been able to go. It's been the, essentially the highlight uh, venue for the event. We keep coming back to the Rio. We've had different events at Sam Boyd Stadium, at Westgate, uh, the Westgate Las Vegas Convention Center. Uh, but you know, after you know the first couple of years of the uh, of the race when it started back in '97, the Rio was the first step. That was that move from Sloan out at the Cart Track. Uh, further south on I-15 into the city for the first time. And it's kind of been the spiritual home in, in terms of the Supernats based on, uh, you know, where it's been through diff different ownership groups. But David, going back there now, the confirmation coming from Supercarts USA, back to the Rio All Suite Hotel and Casino uh, this year. And back to, David, back to the, the, the traditional date as well, the weekend before Thanksgiving, November 16th to the 20th for this year's edition. I think that was a key element of of where Super Nationals 25 was going to be was the time slot. You know, yeah. I think I think it really kind of played into 2022 with Super Nationals 24 being in no in December rather than November because it pushed it pushed the season a little a couple more weeks later and it didn't allow for teams to kind of take that 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 break and kind of reset for the the new the new season that was going to be coming. Uh, because again, by the time you get back and you got Christmas and all that other stuff, there's not a lot of time to kind of regroup and Supercarts USA winter series is right around the corner. So yeah, yeah I think that's the, I think that's the biggest, uh, thing I take away from is going back to that kind of traditional, uh, week before Thanksgiving. I think it, I would bet a lot of the team owners, a lot of the mechanics kind of 
you know, breathe the sigh of relief, right? Because as you said, you know, you're in, they're in Las Vegas for a couple of events. You've got the Super Nationals this past year, as you said, was the first week of December. I think they've relied on, you know, getting things packed up, getting out of there, maybe getting home for Thanksgiving with the family and then spending all December, you know, prepping, right? You know, putting new carts together for the new year, whatever it may be, cleaning out the trailers, whatever it is. Like to just have that month of December where everybody can kind of take a deep breath and I think kind of step back, I think is, is crucial. So going back to that November 16th to 20 date is big. The Rio, of course, as I said before, kind of the spiritual home of the event, the first a track that we went to coming away from the Las Vegas Karting Center back in 2002. That kind of brought us into the city and kind of changed the mindset of where we're going to place this particular race. Now, David, I, I, don't, I haven't gone deep into it. What, what do you know about the actual Rio itself in terms of the ownership group right now? I know there's some there's a bit of a change there. Am, am I not correct? Well, it happened prior to Super Nationals 24. Uh, you know, all of this was, was going about. Uh, it is owned by Dreamscape, the company named Dreamscape. And, uh, but yet it is still operated by the Caesars Entertainment, uh, company up until December, uh, or no, yeah, December of 2023. So that okay. was, that was kind of in the, uh, the, the information that was given through the press release and obviously news items that, that have, that have been, uh, published over the last couple of years. So again, it's, it's not the same people that, 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 has been dealing with since going back there in 2008. So that's, and even 2018, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of change uh, with, with that, that uh, the business that owns and operates it. So, you know, that's, that's, that has a lot to do with some of the, the chaotic, chaoticness that was last year. Um, But also, you know, just a lot of other things that, that, that kind of transpired to, to what happened. So, Again, you can talk about how this is the unofficial home. This will be the 12th time that we've held the Super Nationals at the Rio. Yeah, looking forward to getting back there again. Those of you who do want to come and be part of what will obviously be a historic event, the 25th running of this great race. Registration will be opening Sunday, July the 10th. I know that's a couple of months away, but uh, knowing how things normally go in terms of uh, people jumping on board to sign up, uh, make sure you're ready to go. Sunday, July the 10th, noon Pacific uh, the scheduled opening of registration for this year's Super Nationals. I know I'm most definitely looking forward to it, David. You and I obviously always looking forward to getting to Las Vegas for this event. Really, uh, you know, kind of has been one of the key programs when it comes to eCardingNews.com because, you know, we've, we've covered it for so many years live uh, through the radio broadcast, obviously, Can Radio Network. You know, we, we've been front and center in the uh, the live video streams with the, uh, the announcing that I've done with the event itself, the coverage we've done, but also really was – you know, your first big, your first big play when, when we brought you on board back in 2004, when we bought eCardyNews.com, it was the Super Nationals, right, that we went to back in 2004 and, and raised the level of coverage and raised what eCarding was doing in terms of daily reporting. Back, back then, all I, all I had was the magazine, right? So I covered, announced the race. A month and a half later, you'd see the coverage. We brought EKN in for the coverage that we did, man. We, we went deep on, on the Super Nats that year. Yeah. And it was, it was a unique, uh, atmosphere because it was also the first time being at Sam Boyd stadium. Yeah. So that was, you know, it was a different location for Supercarts USA. So kind of everything was kind of brand new and, 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 and unique, uh, in that terms, uh, because nobody had never been there. We were also, I think staying at the Excalibur, uh, <laughs> right. that was the host hotel. So it was Excalibur. a different Excalibur. So that was a different, uh, a different vibe as well too. Again, you know, having those first those two years at at the Rio, 
and then going to Sam Boyd. And then also with the organization, you know, it was kind of a bit of in, in a transition as well too. Uh, Jim Murley was, was not involved anymore. Uh, Joe Janowski was kind of the head point man uh, involved with the organization. So yeah. It, and then, and then our coverage, you know, we, we, we did, we did actual, I don't know if we did actual taped interviews, uh, but we eventually did that. We started doing like your race call uh, for like super pros a couple years after that. Yeah. And then eventually, you know, we opened up with with doing, you know, live coverage at the Super Nationals, which we had never done before. Well, remember, so. too, Dave, we did we did that. We recorded one of our happy hour with Howden podcasts uh, on the on the front straightaway. <laughs> yeah. Two th- yeah. That had to have been 2005. That's I when we think. started doing our podcasts. You know, that's mm-hmm. when we started doing the happy hour with Howden. Um yeah, we had, I think, Alan Rudolph, Ron White, and I want to say there was somebody else. Maybe it was just those two guys and yeah. then the three of us with Tim Blaney. Yeah. Uh, so that was, yeah, on the front stretch, I think, Saturday night uh, before right. the main events That's on right. Super Sunday. That was awesome. So, again, Super Nationals is back for uh, number 25. And, again, anybody looking forward to that? November 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th. Add that up on your, sca- on your calendar. Cross it off. We'll see you at the Rio All Suite Hotel and Casino. And again, registration opening on Sunday, uh, July the 10th. Uh, David, USPKS, the United States Pro Kart Series, actually coming out with a format change, which I thought was interesting. That news, of course, getting to the EKN homepage. And of course, out through our EKN News Desk Bulletin as well. If you haven't signed up for the email bulletin, you can do that. Every time you jump onto the website, you'll see the uh, the bulletin pop up. Uh, pretty significant change in terms of the way they're approaching qualifying. Uh, not, not necessarily a significant change, but it's, it's, you don't think, I think that's pretty significant myself. Well, it's going back to what they've done, been doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the significance about it is they're doing it mid season. I think that's the unique part about it. Um, and re and really it's kind of coming in a shock to me because I wasn't aware that there was such a negativity towards the format that, that we, that they had uh put in place for the first two events so So, let's get into kind of the details yeah exactly um you know the 2022 season has been obviously record-breaking for them with now two events over the 300 entry mark and seven different categories that they've had crazy and prior to the orlando event that they held in march they decided to move both qualifying sessions to friday afternoon so giving you only three practice sessions and then two qualifying sessions to set the grids for both Saturday and Sunday with two qualifying sessions. So that obviously was a different, unique uh, approach. Other programs have, have tried to do that or are still doing that. And um, right, I think a week, yeah, just the week after GoPro uh, for the second event, the Carolina Grand Prix, uh, United States Pro Kart Series announced that they were going to go back to the old style of qualifying same day as that round so essentially the both qualifying sessions are going to move to both you know saturday session is going to be on saturday now sunday session is going to be on sunday and then uh provide more practice time on friday uh to replace those qualifying sessions um so again that 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 last session that fifth session on friday will essentially be that happy hour session where they'll be able to kind of you know, reorder the field and split them up into groups based on that, that session of, of the day for, for, for qualifying both on Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, and again, I think it was more so they did that because of the field sizes they were expecting, 
right now, really mm. KA 100 senior and KA 100 junior are those categories where you're going to have more than the 40 or 44 number that essentially is what they've been going by. Yeah. And, and that was the concept, right guys? You know, there's, there's so many racers and you're, you're packing the schedules on Saturday and Sunday, they end up being long days. Hey, we can get qualifying done on Friday. That opens up maybe a shorter day on Saturday and Sunday. But David, as you said, you know, it's, it's the two classes that really have been split in half with the last chance qualifiers. So it is going to make for a little bit longer day, you know, a couple yeah. hours probably. Yeah, right? it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody- well, I, you know, qualifying, thankfully, it goes, it goes by quick because they split them up into smaller groups. You know, it, it, it isn't that seven, se- seven minute session. It's, it's green, green, white checkered. So they're like really, okay. you know, it's a real, the qualifying time wise is really not that long. But again, it, it's going to add, you know, a good hour and a half, I think, to there each day. And, and so when you factor in that, you got, you know, the two, you know, you'll, you'll have K100 senior, K100 junior running two pre-finals. So that, you know, continues to add time to the schedule. And then you got, then you got your last chance qualifiers for both those and then the main events. So it, it's going to make for a really long day, I think, at, at Road America. Um, and hopefully again, that's without any, you know, on track issues or any weather delays or any of that type of scenarios that's going to happen. So again, I didn't hear too many complaints regarding the format and I think it helped schedule wise because it it gave you that time to be able to be done at at a respectable time at night to where you can, you know, wrap up, get, you know, get cleaned up and go have dinner to where now it's going to be, you know, podiums might not get done till 7 30 8 o'clock yeah. depending yeah. on on how things go during the day so um you know it's good for the summer we got plenty of sunlight road america <laughs> doesn't have lights though so um so i think road america will be good i think you know they'll kind of review how things go at road america i'm hoping and and then and kind of figure out what what's going to happen for newcastle that'll be in september 15th through the 18th at newcastle motorsports park um yeah it <laughs> I, I like the way, because again, everybody's already there Thursday, you know, um, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. You're getting six hours of practice, uh, on Thursday run by the track. And then you get those three morning sessions on Friday are essentially to just make sure you're ready to go for qualifying at the end of the day. And so I'm not quite sure we need 10 sessions of qual- of practice for, for these drivers to be ready. So, well, obviously David, the, the, the input coming from the, you know, from the, the drivers, the teams themselves, and you, you said, you may have not heard it, but if there's one thing that, that USPKS does do, they do listen to their, to their, uh, their customers for sure. And Hey, if this came down, uh, in, in, in enough of, uh, you know, majority and then, you know, Mark Coates and, and Tim Coyne making the move, right? Well, yeah. I, and I just look at this, this might have to, you might have to cut laps now. Uh, and because they were pretty long pre-finals and long finals. And if, you know, time restraints are, are a factor, you're going to have to start cutting laps. And I think, I think maybe, maybe people are, are, are willing to give up, uh, laps in, in, in the pre-final and finals in order to go back to this, this format. Yeah. Well, and again, that's, that's the thing, right? Maybe people complaining a bit that the qualifying sessions, coming back to back, you know, for Sunday and Saturday on Friday afternoon. And, you know, I, I wasn't able to get as quick as I possibly could, you know, that, you know, that kind of thing kind of changes things a little bit in terms of, uh, uh, in terms of, uh, well, I think it's more, good- cha- it's more think- chaotic. It's more chaotic. Yeah. 
because you're you know if you have one set of wheels that you want to utilize uh, well come on listen are you using all that you want to utilize i'm gonna say if you're gonna go to, if you're gonna go uspks racing you better come with more than one set of wheels like, right but you might well, be you might be you know it could be uh, you know um these these this could be the set that you want to use yeah, I, my, I, my thoughts more that listen if you're not very good on friday <laughs> you're kind of hamstrung for the whole weekend right whereas well true you can, you can get better through saturday and then you qualify sunday morning you know we just you know you know what i'm saying it gives you these drivers the opportunity to use saturday to keep developing and then hey you know what i was really good by the end of saturday so i qualify better on sunday as opposed to maybe yeah. you're sucking on friday and, and you're, it, you know yeah i i, I again I don't think, I don't think the 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 performance of the, of of a driver is going to change based on whether qualifying is on Friday or Saturday. See, I, I really don't. I I drastically disagree with you. If if you're if you're struggling with the racetrack and you've let's just say you've never been to the Road America before, you, you practice on Thursday, you're on Friday, you got to do both your qualifying on Friday, but then you race all the way Saturday. A lot of guys are going to get better throughout the Saturday, and so Sunday they may have a lot better qualifying situation. That's just that's that's my opinion. Oh, you're saying oh, okay. I get what you're saying. You know saying? I get so it's going to help you for Sunday's for Sunday, qualifying for your session. Sunday qualifying exactly. That. Gotcha. Yeah, no, okay. Better. See that that's that was throwing me off. Okay, See, David, I, that part I understand. David, that. if you're somebody that's a horrible qualifier like yourself, no, uh, I, I don't have to worry about that, Rob. <laughs> you know, I've been top fifteen every time I race, so. <laughs> You are pretty good at qualifying, David. I'll give you that. Uh, so USBKS, <laughs> this, this is coming into play, obviously, for the Badger State Grand Prix, July 7th to 10th. As David mentioned, that's up at Brink. Now, Briggs and Stratton Motorplex at Road America up in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. If you've never been to this facility, obviously Road America, iconic in the world of uh, American motorsports and really global motorsports. But to have that car track, that amazing car track, uh, right essentially on the outside of turn number six, seven, and eight, uh, at the track is just uh, it's it's obviously an amazing place to go, and of course the season then capping off at the Hoosier State Grand Prix, uh, September fifteenth to eighteenth, Newcastle Motorsports Park. That'll cap off the season, and this particular format change, as we talked about in qualifying, will be in place. As David said, mid a mid season change for both of these final events of the twenty twenty two season. I'm I'm good. We got to talk about this, Rob, because that that did open my eyes to to a different perspective. I you know it. Again, it you know you sometimes you're stuck in your own little box, and I think I was stuck <laughs> in my own little box in this scenario. And I'm like, oh my gosh! It, now it's like I've knocked down both sides, and I'm powering through. And I'm like, well, yes, and David, this- it's, it, it's the balance. It's the balance between now we're gonna have super long days versus I don't want people to get you know jammed into having to be qualifying back and forth if they're not good. Well, and and so maybe okay, maybe we do Saturday's qualifying session Friday at the end of the day. Because yes. then that saves you time on Saturday going in on a Saturday. Yep. And then, you know, again, Sunday makes it for a little bit longer of a day, but at least everybody has things, you know, in rhythm. They know when they're supposed to be going, et cetera, et cetera. Well, so again, Scusa did that, right? Supercards USA did that with the Super Nationals. Well, as we know, ridiculously long days. Right. What they, remember when they did that at the end of obviously full day practice. Thursday. On, yeah, full day or practice Wednesday. on Friday. No, full day of practice or on Thursday. Wednesday. Full yeah. day of practice on Thursday. They decided to move the qualifying to Thursday afternoon. And that really freed things up for a Friday's still super busy, but then Saturday's super laid back, right? You've got, you know, you got the you got one more heat you got warm morning warm up, your third heat race, LCQs. 
just kind of frees up that, you know, the, the Saturday and Sunday a little bit. And that it's worked for Scusa. I'm sure that the guys at ESPKS will continue to look at it to try to fine tune. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just happy. We got, it's just, I'm, I'm, I, eye opening experience this morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into our first break in the action folks of this edition of this weekend carding Rob Howard alongside David Cole episode 43 of what is essentially our wrap up of everything that's worked its way to the homepage on ecardingnews.com over the last couple of weeks. When we get back, we're going to talk uh, the Quincy Grand Prix, and we're going to talk about one of the uh, big names in the sport, making a move professionally and personally. Technology, design, and manufacturing. These components make Cart Republic a world champion. The Cart Republic chassis has earned two FIA World Karting Championships. Here in the U.S., the brand has earned multiple victories and championships in senior, junior, and cadet competition. Cartsport North America is the country's importer and distributor for Dino Chiesa's Cart Republic chassis, and as a leader in American karting, they are focused on providing stability for the sport and quality products and service for the community. Whether you'd like to find out about the Cart Republic dealer closer to you or schedule an arrive and drive package with an official North American race team, contact Cart Sport North America through their official website, www.cartsportna.com. We are Republic. We are one. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Cart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to episode 43 of This Week in Carding, where we take uh, all the news that worked its way to the homepage on ecardingnews.com and put it in a podcast form, perfect for your morning or afternoon commutes to work, or whether you're potentially working in the garage, getting prepped up for the new weekend. Uh, fire this up on the on your mobile device or whatever it may be, and we'll, get, we'll bring you up to speed on what's going on in the sport. Uh, David, I mean, a, a kind of a cool thing coming out of Terry Trader and the good folks at the Quincy Grand Prix, the legendary park race uh, in Quincy, Illinois, um, the event coming June the 11th and 12th, legendary race, of course. They're, they offered up an invitation, essentially a free entry, uh, to the top 10 in the EKN driver rankings in both the shifter cart and tag categories. I know that Terry wants to have some of the big guns come and play, and that's a pretty cool deal, if you ask me. Yeah, it is. It's a great, uh, it's a great way to open, you know, open the door for people who might not have thought of going to Quincy Grand Prix. Again, it's a, one of those unique events. It's one of the most insane street races you'll ever uh, participate in the way uh, it goes through an actual park in the city of Quincy, Illinois, South park to be exact, to be yep. exact. And it's, 
it's a great way to, especially for the tag guys, you know, there's not a tag class there, but it's like, Hey, come race, whatever you know, if you want to race a shifter class, you want to race a Briggs class, you want to race the, the FK 100 class that welcomes all the hundred CC engine power plants into one category. Again, it's a, you know, and then the shifter guys, obviously that is like the uh, insane (laughs) online videos. Yeah, Isle of Man videos that uh, that you see uh, across the YouTube since going back there in 2018. Now that we have these phenomenal onboard cameras that we didn't quite have back in the uh, late 90s to early 2000s. True that. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, also, David, uh, offering ent- uh, free entries to the winners of the CKNA Grand Nationals back from 2021 as well. I, I-, I like the fact that Terry's stepping up and, and kind of offering up some opportunities for guys that have shown been able to get success. Cool. Yeah. Again, street racing is is a unique form of our sport and some people are hesitant to do that. Uh, You know, again, you think about walls and barriers, it's, it kind of, you know, adds a different element of uh, being insane and crazy (laughs) to do what we do, but uh, it's definitely something that you have to experience at least once. And hopefully, you know, again, these, these free entries for both the top 10 in shifter cart tag, along with the, the winners from the cup carts, North America, grand nationals back in 2021 uh, are able to take, take advantage of this opportunity. I'm a huge fan of street racing. I remember back in 1995, the, the first year I started karting, I actually, I think it was my, my sixth or seventh race, I went to the Barry Grand Prix, which was a big event then. And ever since then, I've, I've loved it. I've, you know, we, we both run, uh, I'm not sure exactly how many times I've raced Rock Island. It's got to be probably 10 times I've had a chance to race at Rock Island. I love running street races. To me, it's a ton of fun. It's a different mindset. You don't go out there, balls out like you would at a race, at a regular track where you're, you know, you're hanging out, out every corner because, there is no, there's no runoff. It's not like you can drop a wheel or go four wheels off. You're going to be in a barrier. So it just changes the mindset a little bit. But Quincy uh, Grand Prix, I remember I raced it back in 1997. Uh, Terry Trader has done a ton. They've invested a lot in barriers and fencing to make the, the track a lot safer than it was, you know, back in the early days. But again, it's all about the driver being smart uh, and really enjoying what is an unbelievably fun discipline of our sport. Again, the Quincy Grand Prix coming June the 11th and 12th. And again, free invitation offers coming to the top 10 drivers in the ECAN driver rankings and any winner from last year's CKNA Grand Nationals at Newcastle. Yeah, uh, and ho- hopefully next year the schedules will be a lot yeah. better than where we'll be able to get down there. It's the same weekend as the Scusa Spring Nationals in uh, Utah, which is a shame. Uh, you hate to see major events like this climbing on top of each other. And, and this one really probably didn't need to happen. So hopefully in the, in the future, we'll see uh, promoters uh, looking to potentially not jump on top of some of the iconic, iconic events. Yeah. Uh, maybe road to Indy too. <laughs> yeah. True enough. Yeah. Well, I don't think the road to Indy really looks at uh, car. I don't think they do, but it, you know, it, it's we'll like, see. Hey, we'll see. Hey, IndyCar, where are we go? Where, where do we get to go? More of, a, yeah. more of a deal there. So yeah. Cause I won't even, yeah, I can't go to Quincy and I can't go to Utah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, David, big news coming out of the industry uh, this past week as well when we when we learned that Gary Lawson, one of the uh, legends of our sport, no doubt about it, uh, all-time winning driver at Rock Island Grand Prix, uh, just a, a tremendous part of our industry and, of course, the community. Gary, who's been with Comet Kart Sales for the last uh, number of years, uh, ex- electing to essentially head back home. This is both pro- professional and personal Gary and his family from, from Ohio, they moved to um, Indiana to be part of the Comet Cart Sales family. But, you know, you know, 
deciding to head back to Ohio to be around their entire family, not opposed to the Comet family, but their actual family itself. Leaving in June, Gary will head back, but he's staying in the sport, which is awesome. He's going to launch the Lawson Speed Shop out of his new home in Ohio. Uh, all in all, I think it's a cool deal. Hate that, you know, obviously the, the connection, the family level, because Comet Cartels, as we know, is a, you know, is a huge family program. Mark Jr., third generation. Um, and he, you know, Gary was part of that family. Uh, but obviously a significant development in the sport itself. Yeah, it is. And, you know, again, the, the major takeaway from this Comet cart sales will no longer and Comet racing engines will no longer be servicing four cycle engines. So that I think is kind of the biggest uh, yeah. impact of this because Gary was was the lead mechanic in terms of four cycle engine service at Comet racing engines, Comet cart sales. So that that I think is the biggest takeaway. Obviously, Comet cart sales and Comet racing engines still going to be providing, you know, the two cycle uh, service with, uh, you know, IAMI and all the other different uh, manufacturers with with, uh, you know, the two cycle mode of, of power plant with with Dismore, Mark Harrison, Jason Zentz and Ron Peterson still servicing all those different engines uh, through that plant. As we know, you know, Dismore, I think, went to the USPCAS with probably close to 100 engines, <laughs> either 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 renting them out or, you know, servicing uh, the many different customers that they had there. So, again, it's it's a nonstop business with with the uh, with Comet Racing Engines right now. Yeah, yeah, Comet Racing Engines, one of the premier engine building programs in the sport. And as David said, uh, a lot of engines at every major event. Uh, Mark Jr., of course, trackside and the, and the crew there. Uh, back at the shop as well. But yeah, kudos to, to, to Gary making a move for the family. Lawson Speed Shop in Northeast Ohio opening this summer. Again, we'll focus on the Briggs 206 program. And I've, you, know, you know what? It's maybe a loss for Indiana and, and Newcastle, but man, it's big for Ohio. Uh, Gary going out on his own. And as we know, David, the, the 206 program in Ohio is absolutely massive with all the kart tracks and, of course, the Buckeye Karting Challenge. Uh, really a hotbed, I think, for four-cycle racing in the U.S., well, again, let's be honest. It's only a couple hours away. That's uh, you true. Know, four, four, you know, four to six hours away, and you got to believe that there's still going to be a good working relationship between Comet and Gary. I think, I think between uh, you know these two, these two operations, they even stated that in their in the in the in the announcement that that Comet released that there will be some kind of working togetherness yep. in the future. So you got to believe that you know, did, you know. If, if Comet receives some four cycle customers, they're going to send them to Gary's Gary's way. And, and of course, obviously Gary's going to be sending two cycle people towards Comet as well. And, okay. and yeah, so, you know, I could see, I'll see, you're going to probably see Gary at the same events that you typically have seen. Now he's just going to be able to call home back uh, where he, where he grew up back in Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Surrounded by his, his, uh, his extended family, which is great. Uh, another break in the action. When we get back, we'll, we'll talk Rotax, and we'll uh, just take a little look at uh, some of the, uh, let's say, chaos that happened, uh, an unfortunate incident happening at the FIA Karting European Championship event in Portugal. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perilin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perilin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perlin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe, 
North America and Asia, becoming the CIKFIA Asia Pacific KZ Champion in the same year. Parallel USA is North America's source for Parallel products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and the 28mm Mini Cart for the Cadet Classes. Parallel has been winning races all over the world. And it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro de Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. Fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Karting offers you all of that at an affordable price. Ignite Karting utilizes the spec Margay Ignite K3 with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and the Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the Junior, Senior and Masters classes compete on the same Ignite K3 chassis, which puts all the emphasis squarely on driver development. Additionally, Ignite Karting is accessible at the local, regional and national level. Special events for 2022 include the Ignite Majors, featuring events at the Daytona International Speedway, Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Quincy Grand Prix, Newcastle Motorsports Park, and the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the five-round regionally-based Ignite Challenge at tracks in Illinois, Ohio, and Missouri. Local club programs have also been established in other states like Idaho, Texas, Nebraska, New York, Florida, and more. Join Margate Racing for some fast, fun, and great memories at an Ignite track near you. All information on Ignite events and Ignite cart packages, including dealers in your area, are available at IgniteCarting.com. Get off the couch and onto the track this year. Ignite Karting, fuel your passion. Back for more on this edition of the uh, This Week in Karting podcast, episode 43, May the 17th, 2022. Rob Howard alongside David Cole. Uh, David, as always, uh, every year kind of waiting to, to see what the chassis partners will be for the Rotax Grand Finals, one of the uh, biggest events of the year, the Olympics of karting, if you will. Uh, the, the Grand Finals, a tremendous event this year being held in Porto Mayo, Portugal, November 19th to the 26th. And the announcement we always wait for, uh, not a big surprise this particular year, but always waiting for the chassis partners that are, are uh, lined up with Rotax Max to, to provide the chassis for this great event. Yeah, it's the same brands we've typically seen over the last several years uh, that have been the chassis partners with Rotax Grand Finals. And again, uh, Burrell Art going with the Micro and DD2 chassis. So they'll be the pr official providers for those two classes. Uh, IP Karting and the Praga brand will be the Mini and DD2 Masters categories, while Sorty Kart has now four uh, go with Junior and Senior Max, along with E20 Senior and the new E20 Junior program. So those are the two electric cart yeah. uh, categories. We saw the Senior category make its official debut at the Grand Finals in 2021, which was pretty exciting racing. Again, all electric powered uh, vehicles. Now they're going to bring in a Junior category uh, for the 2022 edition of the Rotax Grand Finals. Again, the the VRP 
electric engine that uh, is utilized. Again, this is a program that's kind of been in the works for pretty much a decade now, uh, slowly getting it, the engine a little bit better every year, making different changes to it, whether it be power supply, whether it be the actual power it outputs. And again, now it's, now it's going to be cool, cool to see junior drivers be able to take advantage of this new electric uh, program. Indeed. So it's uh, Burrell Art, Praga, and Sodicart on board, the chassis partners for the 2022 Rotex Grand Finals. The event, as I said, November 19th to the 26th at Cartodromo International Algarve in Porto Mayo, Portugal. David, you and I were there a few years ago, a tremendous facility. The Ten. road, was it, was it 10 years ago? <laughs> and 10 years ago. Oh my 10 years ago this, uh, what, November? Wow. I want to say, or December? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Uh, that's <laughs> nuts. Uh, the road to Porto Mayo for those racers here in the U.S., uh, of course, begins with the U.S. Trophy Series program. The Trophy Series West getting kicked off uh, a number of weeks ago. They're back at it again uh, on Memorial Day weekend, rounds three and four of the Trophy Series West, May 27th to 29th at the tremendous Grand Junction Motor Speedway in Grand Junction, Colorado. The Trophy Series East, David, getting things underway with their opening round June the 3rd, 4th, and 5th, and just a week later at United Karting in Baltimore, Maryland. So if you're an, uh, an American racer and, you, hey, you know what, I'd like to be part of Team USA, uh, obviously the U.S. Trophy Series is the way to go. And then, of course, they'll have their U.S. Finals at the end of the season as well. Uh, we'll, we're going to be front and center for that. But yeah, the, the U.S. Trophy Series, uh, dialing things in for people to earn those tickets, David, to go to this year's Grand Finals. Yeah, that begins the path towards the the grand fi- or the, uh, the the trophy finals yep. that'll be held at Newcastle Motorsports Park in October. So excited to uh, to kind of go back and be part of that again. We we've been at the Grand Nationals for a number of years, and you know we didn't have one last year, and it was kind of that that one event that kind of you missed. And again, because again, it's great to see you know drivers get that ticket. You know, it, it it's one of the most unique. Uh, prizes you can receive uh, in our sport to be part of one of the most spectacular events that we have across the globe in karting. Indeed. Uh, speaking of Portugal, let's jump into this one, David. You can kind of kind of just run through a little bit. We're not going to try to dive into anything in terms of commentary on it. We'll just give you some of the news. Oh, that's uh, kind of why I put it in there. What's that? <laughs> Nuts. Keep going. What? Keep going. No, sure. I just... The reason the reason I put this in the in the script was so we could kind of you know kind of discuss it. You want to go? You want to go? All right, let's. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get into the politics of it. I want to get into kind of uh, a learning experience. All right, it. we can do that. I'm all for. Okay, you know I'm all I'm for saying? that side of it. All right. So again, those of you obviously have probably seen throughout card. This was this was a little while ago, but it, there, an investigation now underway, of course, on the FIA Carding European Championship event in Portugal. Uh, at Porto Mayo, it was an okay senior and okay junior event. Um, the incident in question obviously was the podium uh, for the okay category. Artem uh, Seriukin made a gesture, let's just call it a gesture, while on the podium. And David, of course, it went it went pretty crazy. There's a lot going on right now, as we know, with the war with the, the Ukraine and Russia. Um a social media frenzy essentially hit after that. The gesture that he made obviously had a certain connotation. Um, you know, his co- the, the comments on his side was that was not the intent of the gesture. I'll let you go from here. You, you take it a little bit further. Lots happening. Social media frenzy, big time. Uh, you know, major mo- major motorsports venue uh, uh, websites, media outlets, kind of running with it, making sure there was something on their websites. What are your? Give us some more information. We'll go from there. 
Yeah, I think you kind of you summed it up kind of to begin with. And it's it's I think it boils down to two things. One, this this event, again, it's a European FIA karting European championship event. It's broadcasted live. You know, it's it's streamed uh, through YouTube, through Facebook. So many, you know, they get probably, you know, good thousands of people watching this event mm-hmm. because, again, it's a global event. Yeah, it's focused on European karting. But it's a it's a global event again. Artin is is a Russian native, competing under the Italian flag because of obviously the FIA ban on Russia currently because of the cert, the, the the war going on between Ukraine and Russia right now. And and again, this kind of just reminds you that you know you got to be aware of 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 what's going on and what you're doing, and and social media is obviously the 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 the, the kind of the pinpoint of this. So much stuff now is just brought up on social media. And again, yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a, a news outlet. It could just be somebody that's looking to to, to make a, a point out of what you do or something that you have said. And again, it could it could be anything the what, what you wear, what, you know, how you, how you approach yourself, anything. And again, so something like this, again, you know, we always talk about, you know, the Kimmy celebration, how he has no celebration whatsoever. Right. You know, it's kind of that that stone cold, no the dry, emotions, the, yeah, the dry, stoic kind of thing. Right. Exactly. You know, we don't we don't want to see that, but we want to see, you know, excitement, jubilation. And and but, you know, obviously you have to be aware of the how you, you know what you do and and how you do that. Yeah, so, so again, so, David, let's, it, it happens. Artem does this on the podium. Uh, a social media frenzy hits after that. And then, of course, the fallout immediately because everybody's kind of, you know, seeing what's happening and taking their stances on it. Ward Racing, his team that he races with, removes him from the team. Uh, the ACI Italian uh, group drop his license. And you had mentioned well, that, the fact the, that they're right. That is the that's the ASN of, yeah. of FIA for Italy. Yeah. yeah so for in the, in the U.S., there's ACUS, uh, but the ASN mm-hmm. is, of course, the, the motorsports, the governing body of motorsports. ACI Italy uh, is there. They, they end up dropping Artem's license uh, because, you know, using the fact that they had the FIA ban on Russia saying, hey, listen, you're no longer licensed by Italy. He gets disqualified from the results uh, just prior to the second event in Spain. But David still at, at this point, do we well, ha- have an official release from the FIA or not? But that's the, that's the thing. So prior to the second event of the European Championships, uh, it was noted that if you go back to the results from from Portugal, all the results show him disqualified and removed from the event. But yet there has still been no official statement from the FIA regarding the situation, okay. stating that he was disqualified or removed from the event. And there's been no official. Uh, there wasn't a, a statement about the the dropping of his license from from the ACI. So at least we have that much. But but the FAA, aside from having saying they're investigating the situation, have not done anything further. And I, I, I find it hard to believe because they've already had that second event that they wouldn't have been able to to issue a statement like this. So it's a it's again, this is, you know, take it back to the situation we saw at South Garda with the driver throwing the nose cone at another driver and then the fight yeah, breaking out in the scales again, Corberry. the, this is the negative, you know, 
our unfortunately our sport only gets highlighted when negativity occurs that's and true. something blows up on social media and that's unfortunately the the problem again with this situation and with that situation as well and so so these drivers you know they should you know again the other who was the driver again from south garda corberry corberry yeah he should have been pe- obviously uh, uh, penalized for and, and punished for for the actions that he did do. You know, this one is kind of, you know, we're waiting, to, you know, we're waiting to hear more answers. You know, the driver went on social media, said, you know, made a statement about it. But again, it's still like we I, I'm almost I'm almost wanting more details from this because, again, I, I just find it hard to believe that, you know, in 2022 that we were still dealing with this type of 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 situations. Well, you mentioned one again. I didn't want to get over over no. the commentary side, but you mentioned no, it. No, I'm as not being trying a, to. But, but I'm, I'm just you mentioned yeah. it as being a learn a learning a learning right. tool, right? And so th- this is essentially what you have to put out. Obviously, we we hope the people in the carding industry are listening, parents, drivers, whatever it may be. Um, <clears throat> the massive and continual increase of social media um, means that means that everything you do is going to be you know is obviously going to be potentially pushed out to everybody. You mentioned 100. Mm-hmm. percent that mainstream motorsports media, they don't ever really pick anything up from carding unless it's a negative, right? If it's a negative thing, they've got to run with it. They want to sensationalize it. Look what's happening. Otherwise, you know, they're not, they're not going to be there to, to, to support what we do. And then they go, right? then they go away. Yeah, and then and they then eventually, they go yeah, then they go away. They don't come back and talk about the amazing racing that we have. You know, it's, it's only when it suits, suits their deal. But again, the teaching thing is that, listen, guys, if you're, if you're racing, obviously you have to, you have to present yourself professionally, right? You have to do the, you have to make sure that you understand that all eyes are on you when you're on the podium. There's cameras, cameras are, uh, phones are now the video cameras of the 1970s and 1980s and 1990s, right? Every, everything you see, the phones are up, you know, that's going to get out there. And I, I think maybe it's just a, would you take it David as a warning or as a learning opportunity to make sure that you, you treat every, every time you're on the podium, every time you're on the racetrack, not, uh, with, a, with an opportunity to, to show your class, not just the podium, uh, what you Everywhere. do on the grid, what you're yeah. doing in the tent, what you're actually doing on social media yourself, yeah. you know, things that you're liking, things that you're sharing. Again, everything that you do online is a is a digital footprint of of your past. You know, things thing, I look at some of the memories and things I, I stated, you know, 10, 12 years ago on Facebook. It kind of, you know, it's like, ooh. <laughs> You know, you yeah. just don't quite know exactly what what the context was, because, again, it but it's there. And so I think that, again, this is kind of just one of those learning lessons of, you know, everything now on social media is it's just it, it it's amped up depending on, on on how things go. And you just you just have to be mindful of exactly what you're doing and when you're doing it. And 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 especially drivers that are looking to move up the ranks, you know. Yep. Sponsors or potential sponsors are going to are, are going to do their due diligence and they're going to look back at your Instagram. They're going to look back at your Facebook. They're going to look back at your Twitter and just just be aware of those things. And especially the actions, how you portray yourself trackside and, and away yep. from the racetrack. Well said, 100 uh, percent. Like you said, I like the digital footprint was the line. Like you said, that was that that's your resume, folks. So make sure that everything you post, everything you do. Is like I said, done with class, yeah. and so you can move forward for sure. Thankfully, NASCAR IndyCar is not looking my way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, final break of the action. When we get back, we'll go, kind of go through uh, what's been presented on eCardyNews.com so you can go have a look. A lot of great content coming out on the website, through our podcast, and you name it. 
Deacon Radio Network as well over the last couple of weeks. Two thousand nineteen marked a new era for the Cartlift brand, the company that Tim Coyne owned and operated since two thousand three, one with a long tradition of quality products for the karting industry, was purchased by Ted Fashing and his business Stockholm Karting Center in October of two thousand nineteen. Stockholm Karting Center Inc. has added the Cartlift brand to their very successful Triple T Race Products brand that has been fabricating parts for the drag racing industry for the past twenty five years. We're small enough where the owner answers the phone and every call is important to us, but we're large enough to get the job done. We pride ourselves on the quality and personal customer service that we provide on the phone or at the track. Cartlift stands, as you know, can be found at racetracks all over the country. If you race alone or if you're a parent with a cadet or junior driver, let our one-man winch lift make your race days easier. Position the hooks under the rear bumper Push the button and your cart is raised into position and you're ready to go. We have traditional cart stands, single upright storage stands, cart lift stackers for storing two carts at once, tire changers, and skid plate kits. Cart lift stands are available at the finest cart shops around the country or you can order online at cartlift.com. For more information, give us a call at 877-777-8020. That's 877-777. 777-8020. Get a cart lift and leave your crew at home. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Carding Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one -on -one coaching to take you to the next level. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Carding Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group is an official Kart Republic race team, providing full trackside support at all the major USA karting events, including the Scusa Pro Tour, United States Pro Kart Series, Scusa Super Nationals 25, and other events throughout the 2022 season. TKG has in stock Kart Republic, IAMI, MG Novinko tires, and more products for those in Ohio and the Midwest region. Trinity Karting Group has a long history of the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. Welcome back to this edition of This Week in Carding, episode 43. We'll wrap things up now with a look at the EKN editorial, our podcast review, and what we've got coming on the EKN radio network. David, editorially, a lot of stuff going on. We had a bunch of race reports on the website, uh, the Route 66 Sprint Series at Newcastle. We mentioned already the, uh, the start of the U.S. Rotex Trophy West Series uh, at the Phoenix Car Racing Association. And uh, really, most, most recently, a race report uh, from the California Pro Car Challenges, the PKC getting started in Buttonwillow. 
Yeah, we got those race reports going. We'll have uh, the recent uh, California Pro Kart Challenge from Buttonwill in the opposite direction. That's right. That'll yep. be coming up this week uh, on the website. Uh, we got some Driver of the Months that we've published. We got the most recent was uh, Stephen Miller in March of 2022. And we'll be getting the April one out here at the end of the week as well. Uh, Shifter Kart. Driver rankings and tag rankings for the first time in 2022 were published on April. Uh, so we'll get hopefully a May update at the end of the month. So That's we'll kind of get right? up to a little, little Q1 update uh, to see who's uh, came out of the gate strongly. Obviously not, not much of a huge change, but, uh, uh, but good to have, good to kind of see, you know, after the winter series stuff, yeah, I know you went down and got the spreadsheet out and, and went deep on that one. It's cool to see how things, some of the drivers kind of working their way up based on the winter series results, right? Yeah, it is. And yeah, I think both, both tag and shifter cart, both those rankings, you know, we, last year we pretty much should, could kind of guarantee who was going to be where <laughs> right. I think this year, aside from Norberg, I think it's kind of up in the air and yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens, especially pro shifter. We got Marnie Kremers coming up. He's now into the top 10 after winning both races uh, at the winter nationals, mm -hmm. you know, Brian Norberg picking up four straight USPKS victories. That Jeez. certainly helps him. Man. Uh, so again, drivers could, could make up points at the pro tour. So maybe a driver, uh, coming up at the spring nationals, able to double up there and help his, uh, his, uh, chances at the tag driver rankings as well. So again, but some, but behind Norberg, it's a lot, a lot of changing, a lot of, uh, different drivers that could be there as well. We uh, did a product spotlight on Stilo USA. The, the good folks at Stilo obviously have, have really, really jumped into the karting market. They understand that uh, uh, this is kind of where you start hooking up with uh, with young racers. Not only their helmet, but their uh, new rib protector as well. Uh, as well, so we did a product spotlight on the youth safety gear for Stilo USA. Uh, as well, David, you were trackside uh, at the USPKS Carolina Grand Prix. The uh, another event over 300 entries at GoPro Motorplex, full trackside coverage. And I know you enjoyed yourself down at Mooresville. Yeah. 10th time for the program being there. And yeah, it's kind of the unofficial home, kind of like the Rio is for super nationals. Yeah, right. The uh, unofficial mm -hmm. home for the USPKS is GoPro Motorplex. And again, it's just uh, great to be there and a great, great to, uh, to be at that facility and see it fill up as, as much as it did and, and still have the, the room and capability to have more drivers and more trailers there. So that's going to be fun to, uh, to watch as we continue with the USPKS program. So I've been pretty much flat out for the last month. I, which I realized as I was coming home from uh, Indianapolis after our road Indy event there at, the, at IMS that uh, I'd only been home in the home office for three days over the last 30, uh, last 30, last four weeks. So, uh, you you jumped in. I started the season off with doing a new program, a new an article series called Ten Questions, and we did a, ten questions with a, a number of different people. Uh, I wasn't around, so you jumped in with this one. And I, I just used the word jump. But I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't. I literally didn't mean to do that. But, you but didn't. Rick, I know. I, I got didn't. It. But Rick. I did. But but Rick Jump was the guy you talked to. Obviously, tech director for the USPKS. Uh, awesome interview with Rick, and again, one of the absolute awesome dudes in our sport. Right. Yeah, I think one of the more respected individuals that we yeah. do have, you know, again, people, you know, he has he has that humor, you know, again, he has that personality that you kind of just have to understand a little bit Yeah. to, uh, to get again, he, he's a guy who comes from dirt racing. And again, that's, you know, it's a completely different world than, you know, what, you know, say F1 world, or even even the open 
open wheel world a little bit too. So uh, again, Rick, Rick is, will will give the shirt off the back, off of his back to you and to help you out. And that's, that's something that you love to see with a tech guy, but yet he still has that, that uh, you know, that discipline to make sure that, Hey, we need to be following the rules and we need to keep people safe. And, and yeah, and he's a, he's a great personality to have in our sport. A per- perfect segue for me to tell the Homestead story. <laughs> so at, folks at Homestead for the Scooser race, um, there was one driver who got DQ'd from a good position. I can't remember what it was. It doesn't even really matter, but uh, probably a po- probably a top five or a podium. I thought it was a win. Yeah, It might've been a win. Uh, yeah. he, the driver got DQ'd for squish on the engine. And of course I want, you know, just for me, I'm, I'm interested. I wanted to know how close it was. And, and I said to Rick afterwards, I said that, you know, the DQ with the squish, how close was it? And Rick's answer was perfect. He said, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, right. It's squish or squish. You're either legal or you're not legal. I just, yeah. and he's so dry. It was just fantastic. The delivery it's, was fantastic. Yeah. He, he likes that. He likes to be no, no ghost, uh, you yeah. know, arena. He hates, he hates gray area. That's something yep. we talked about yep. in the interview. He hates that gray area. He, he, it's either yes or no. There's no in between. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't read the uh, the article, have a look at it. Uh, I'm going to blast it out today on the EKN News Bulletin. So have a look for it coming your way. It's an excellent uh, a ten questions interview with Rick Jump. But this is an edit- editorial series that we're going to keep doing throughout 2022 and beyond, really giving us the opportunity to kind of put a highlight on some of the people you might not otherwise know or get to know or, or learn about. And, and again, we, we talked to Shelby Jocelyn, you know, timing and scoring, Ken Johnson as well, a photographer. We did one with Dave McIntyre, the voice of the Cup Carts North America program. Just some of the guys that wouldn't otherwise potentially get a spotlight here on eCarding. Rob, Rob, nobody cares about announcers. Come on. I know that. Trust me. <laughs> I, I feel that. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to do a 10 questions with David Cole pretty soon. Nobody cares about him either. 100% nobody cares. <laughs> Not uh, even the family. <laughs> wow. Uh, a bunch of podcasts, folks, that we've had uh, rolling. You know, we're knocking them out. I said this is episode 43 of This Week in Carding. It's been a while since we've done one of these ones. But, David, we knocked out a couple of face-to-face shows um, on YouTube, of course, and then they get turned into a podcast as well. We did uh, our episode 52 with Cup Carts North America and the Cup Carts Canada program, which is exciting. Uh, for sure, talking to them about the new Cup Carts Canada program with Gerald Casely and, and Greg Jasperson. We did one with the Northwest Karting Association as well, as we sat down and talked to Mike Shorn and a couple of the racers who were successful coming out of the gate in the Northwest Karting Association Pad Holder Super Cup. Uh, and then, of course, David, part of the EK and Trackside coverage, both the Outlap Preview and the Debrief Race Report podcast for the USPKS Carolina Grand Prix. Knocking out a bunch of podcasts over the last couple of weeks. Can you believe we're at 300 now? 300 podcasts in total. And, that, and that, listen, that, the crazy thing, David, that doesn't count all the stuff we did back in the 2000s. You know, did, no. I don't even, did, we, did we even we call have some, back then? We have some of them up to, uploaded as podcasts. You know, we did a couple yeah. of the happy hours. We've, we've you know, again, I think it was during the COVID uh, era where we were looking for more content. Yeah, and I yeah. think we, 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 we went back to the, the archives and we were able to publish a few of them in the, into podcast form, but, but again, yeah, just 300 now total, uh, podcasts that we've done 
uh, and published through, you know, through our, I think what, 2017, I think is when we really started focusing yeah. on, on putting out podcasts. That's amazing. Yeah. And we're closing in on number uh, 100 for the debrief as well. I, I just, Dave, I think back to those days when we used to, you know, set up the record, the recording box and whatever, whatever it was back in the mid two thousands, we, I had to invest in to make sure we were able to record things and we have. Yeah. Finally, finally got rid of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact you're like just lamenting how bad that was. Yeah. Um, but we used to do it in the hotel lobby, right? We'd literally come back from an event, set up in a hotel lobby. And again, it was a lie. It was live, but people would sit there and just, we just had, we'd drink some beers and, and talk to the people. It, it was fun. Those were good times. For sure. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to try and do some more of that again. I, I've been, I've been meaning to do our, our hot seats again. It just, yeah. you know, the USPKS schedule with Friday, having the qualifying was really, really busy. So now that we're not doing that, you know, I hopefully I'll, I'll get one done at Road America. Hopefully I'll be able to do that as well at the uh, the spring nationals coming up because, yep. again, I'll be riding solo there. So I'll be able to I just got to be able to, you know, it, I'm not sh quite sure who I want to wrangle for, for this show. I might I might go driver oriented because, again, we don't talk to a lot of the drivers, but, and we do a lot of our, our face to face and other shows with a lot of the industry members. So maybe we'll do a driver or two or, or something like that. But again, just hopefully we'll get back to it. I got the equipment now ready to do it. It's just time. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, dude. Uh, the ECAN radio network, if, if you don't know about it, uh, it's, uh, our 24 hour, seven day a week channel, the only karting radio station in the world where we, uh, stream all of our broadcasts, uh, our live broadcast as well, when we're streaming live, go on the ECAN Radio Network this year as well. This, of course, episode of This Week in Karting will be playing. Uh, David, I know in pre preparation for the Scusa Pro Tour Spring Nationals, you've been playing a bunch of the old, I'm obviously watching it as you post to social, a bunch of the old Spring Nationals events. And again, folks, the Spring Nationals was the very first uh, Pro Tour event back in 2010. The Winter Nationals weren't added until a couple of years ago, and to be and for those of you who don't know, the super the supernats used to be part of the pro tour during the first number of years before the winter nationals were added. So I know you've uh, archived a bunch of our play by play events from the spring nats. They're playing those on the EKN radio network as well. Yeah, we're doing Utah focused. Uh, we did last year's spring nationals, and then today we're doing 2019 spring nationals. This will be playing on our EKN radio network on Wednesday. And then we'll Thursday, we'll go even further back to the last, the first time Supercarts USA was at Utah in 2012. And that was actually the summer nationals yeah, that's right. in 2012. So uh, we'll, we'll play that to, uh, to kind of show the, uh, the three different events that Supercarts USA has uh, been able to host in, in Utah. And of course, all the face-to-face uh, -face shows that we do on YouTube eventually become podcasts. They, of course, then go to the ECAN Radio Network. We've got more face-to-face -face shows coming up over the next couple of weeks, first and foremost being Terry Trader from the Quincy Grand Prix. We'll talk to Terry about how things are dialing in uh, for that event. We're going to grab a couple of the race uh, drivers that, that love that event as well. We'll bring them on the show. So look, look for some new face-to-face -face shows on the ECAN Radio Network. And if you haven't downloaded the ECAN Radio Network app. Just go to your favorite uh, uh, app provider uh, and uh, and jump on board. Look for eCarding News on there, and you'll be able to download the ECAN Radio Network app. Uh, David, let's wrap things up. So what's coming up on eCardingNews.com? Where are we going to be? Let's begin. Uh, to, to be honest, you've got May off. You're like literally phoning it in this month. Uh, oh. 
Well, by and by wow. phoning it in, by phoning it in, I mean getting an opportunity to spend some weekends with your family at, at home. Yeah, cut some grass, um, take care of uh, the honeydews, and before you get back out onto the, onto the road. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah, I do need to. Uh, I got a lot of stuff I got to do here at, at the house, and you know, again, mowing the lawn and you know all you know all the landscaping. It's it's hard work, Rob. You know, living in a in a, in a condo, you know, you don't get to actually do that anymore. You don't have to. That's the word you don't have to. Not Good point. To. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I will be, yeah, we'll, yep. uh, no, I was going to let you go. Sorry. No, you're good, man. Supercarts USA pro tour spring nets. Yeah. So I will be <clears throat> trackside at a karting event. You will not be because, uh, you're too for, good for us now. for the first time <laughs> in 12 years. I'm going to miss a pro tour event because they moved it from may where it always is to June. I know it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to believe that it'll be uh it'll be a surreal event. It'll feel like NOLA in 2020, but thankfully no more COVID. I hope. Yeah, true. I, yeah. So I'm, I'm oh. not going to be there, which, which sucks. I've been, to, uh, I've announced every pro tour race until uh, this coming spring national. So I'll cry myself a, a tear <laughs> while I'm at road America. Yeah. in at Seepkins, right? I don't go to Seepkins because our hotel is always in the other direction. I, I, I just don't go to Seepkins these days. Oh, okay. We're in Shamoy. No, we're in uh, Manitowoc. So I'm in the other direction. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, yeah so, yeah, looking forward to being trackside again. We'll we'll provide, again, all the all the videos, photos that we, we've been doing. You know, we'll we'll hopefully have more driver interviews right after each session. because again, I love those. We'll, uh, we, we'll be streaming still live, but uh, we won't have the full production that we typically do. But uh, yeah, so we'll have those videos. We'll have obviously our top tens as we typically do. We'll have daily reports. Hopefully I'll be able to record a couple of podcasts. Maybe I'll sit down that, sit down with Tom Kutcher. We haven't heard from him in a long time. That's so, a great uh, idea. Maybe maybe I'll sit down with Tom and because again we have different opposing views on things, so I, I think it would <laughs> yes, be a fun. <laughs> I think it would be a fun little conversation. You know, now he has a son-in-law, so I think that's a different. Uh, that's true. Aspect. He's going ha- to have two by the end of the season. He's going to have two by the end of the year. So yeah, yeah. he's it's, it's a different. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a different uh, timeline for for Tom right now. So it, yeah, yeah that might be an interesting one. Let's give again, a maybe let's, let's give a shout out to Alexis as well. Uh, Alexis Kutcher getting married this, what, just a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, the seventh. Yeah. May seventh, yeah. I believe. Her yeah. and Chadwick. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. So, so Supercarts <laughs> pro tour spring nationals, again, rounds three and four of the pro tour, Utah motorsports campus, again, a, amazing facility. I'm hoping the, the, the weather conditions will be better than they are in July, which is cooler or will, will hopefully be cooler than what they are in July. Cause it, it can get, it can get pretty hot there in the, in the salt desert. No doubt. Uh, the funny thing is from there, David, you and I look forward to our next EKN trackside live program. We'll be out live on the, on the mic. We'll be doing the full uh, trackside live production as we normally do. You and I are hacking for your, your first time heading the Pat's acres racing complex, the California rock championship at Pat's acres, June the 24th to the 26th. You and I are going to be there. We're staying trackside. We're, I'm really, this maybe one of the events I'm really looking forward to this year. Oh, same here. Again, a track I've never, I love doing that. I love going to places I've never been to, yeah. to kind of just get a new feel, a new take on, on, you know, again, all the racetracks are different and they all have that, the different 
character, different uniqueness about it. And certainly there's no, no one, no other facility like Pat, Pat's acres with, with the, the area that it's constructed in the way it's laid out, yeah. the history that, that it has there. And again, the great Ager family, maybe see all of them there. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen them all together at one location. You probably have. So maybe, you know, we normally like you'll see Cam at this one. You'll see Dalton at this one. See Brady at this one. It You know, obviously we, we see Maddie here and there. So maybe we'll get to see all including mom and dad together. Chris and Lisa, yep. Yeah. Yep. So that'll be that'll be a unique one. And then we'll throw in Artie in there, too, because he's part of the family. That's sure well, enough. But, yeah, he but, is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be uh, I'm excited to be there. And again, you know, Andy's program, it's it's always it's it's that atmosphere of fun, but yet very competitive. I and, agree. And, and so you got all that all that element into one little bowl and it's going to be a great week. If you are a rock racer and you're looking for an event to add in your summer season, this is the one to do it. The California Rock Championship, Pat's Acres Racing Complex, a challenging track, full EKN trackside live coverage. I look forward to being there. Uh, David and I are pretty pumped with that one. And with that, David, that wraps up this edition of This Week in Karting. Make sure to follow everything on social media that we do. Uh, any final words? I know that here's the thing. We probably have to do another this week in karting next week or the week after because there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipe right now. If you're available, yeah. <laughs> if I, wow, but that's true. That is hundred percent. I mean, what when do you, when do you, when do you get to Indy? I'm not quite sure. I'm, what I'm, day. Well, I'm here for another week. Uh, I leave next Wednesday for the Carb okay. Night Classic at uh, what is now back to being called Indianapolis Raceway Park. David, it's IRP I, once again. That's that's the old school name, right? baby. I Going love back. that one. So we'll be back at the Five Eighths Mile Oval for both USF 2000 and Indy Pro 2000. Of course, that full field stacked with drivers we've covered over the last you know ten years on eCardingNews.com. And then from there, I think I I get a couple days off and we go to VIR for USF juniors, a track I've never been to. So a lot of, a lot of stuff happening. My, yeah. My next karting event really isn't, isn't until the California rock championship, uh, at, um, at, at Pat's acres. I'm unbelievably busy. My, my June and July are stacked. I think I go on a run. I figured of 10 races over 12 weekends and then a bit of a, a bit of a breather in, um, in August to take a break. Mm -hmm. So pretty crazy, but we'll try to, yeah, jam, yeah. we'll try to jam some we'll podcasts and we can do it. Yeah, well, oh yeah, we'll we'll get it. We'll get another this week in there, and then uh, again, we'll 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 get uh, we'll get some recordings, some other stuff in June for sure. That's it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning into this edition of this week in carding. Lots coming, as we said. Make sure to have a look every morning to eCardingNews.com, and if you have not signed up for the uh, news desk bulletin, do that. Become part of EKN Nation, and we'll make sure we drop all the news to your email box your inbox uh, whenever we can, usually once or twice a week. Thank you so much for joining us, folks, on this edition. Again, number, episode 43 of This Week in Carding. Big thank you again, as I said, uh, to the sponsor of this uh, particular broadcast, Briggs Racing. Good friends uh, of eCardingNews.com, and, of course, massive friends of the sport of carding as well. Thank you to Briggs for all they do. On behalf of David Cole, folks, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>